while they're leaving, there's something I need to say because it just needs to be said, okay? And that is, it's a good thing that the Seahawks are playing later today. Give us a chance to change out of our cardinal red into our Seahawks blue and green. You know, I grabbed my wife's Bible. That's not going to help me a bit. Thank you, Heather. I love, I love a good violin song and played well. My brother played the violin. Nothing like that. I had to say that because he says he's going to listen to my sermons on the... (sighs) Most of you have never met my brother. If you put us in a room full of people and you had to pick who my brother was, he would be the last person you would pick, right? Those of you who know my brother. Kind of like twins, Arnie Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Well, Christmas is this week, about here. A couple more days, I'll have to do my Christmas shopping and uh, get ready for it. In, In preparation, though, for this message, I read the Christmas story over again, and uh, especially the part where the wise men go to see baby Jesus. And according to Matthew, it says they presented him gifts, gold, myrrh, frankincense. Very simple words, but as I analyzed them, I I discovered a very important yet often overlooked theological and practical point to it. And that is this. In In their presenting of gifts, to the child, there is no mention of gift wrapping. You ever notice that? No gift wrapping. There's two reasons the Bible says they did not wrap their gifts. Number one is they're wise, and number two is they're men. Okay? Yeah. Men are not big gift wrappers. Have you ever noticed that? You know, um, What's the point of putting paper around something that's just going to get ripped off? I mean, why, why, why do that? And, and, you know, thank you. This is not just my opinion. I, there's a, it's based on scientific fact, based on a survey of two guys that I, I, I talked to about. And... Uh, I guess my point here is that gift wrapping is one of those skills, kind of like having babies, that comes more naturally to women than, than, than comes to men there. I do have some gift wrapping tips for you guys, though. Um, number one, if possible, always buy a gift that's wrapped already at the store. Okay, it saves you all sorts of, of problems later on. Number two, Putting a bow on a hefty uh, garbage bag does not really constitute uh, gift wrapping, I have found. Um, Taking the Sunday comics, the colored ones, and using that for wrapping, a lot of people don't consider that to be gift wrapping at all, although it looks the same. Um, But the really important thing, of course, during this very special time of year is 
is not what you give. It's not how you wrap it. The most important thing is to save the receipt so <laughs> it can be returned afterwards. Heard a story of a guy said no matter what he bought his wife, he always got one of two comments. One, wrong size. Two, wrong color. And after years of doing this, he decided, fooey with it. So he, he stuck a $20 bill in an envelope and gave it to his wife for Christmas. Her comment was, right color, wrong size. <laughs> well, we want to look at gift wrapping today. Actually, we find the most precious gift that was ever given was wrapped. Turn in your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. The most important gift, the Christmas gift, the gift of all gifts, was wrapped. Luke 2, verse 7, it says, She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Jesus was wrapped. You know, I'm, I'm sure women and men, mothers and fathers, have felt what Mary felt as they took that newborn child and, and wrapped it up in the cloths. Our little baby Jesus. First of all, wrapped up is more than just the baby Jesus, but his birth is, is really wrapped up. First of all, wrapped up in this little baby is the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. To understand the story of Moses smiting the rock, to understand the brass serpent on the pole, to understand the manna in the wilderness, to understand Jonah in the whale, to get any sense from the Psalms of David or the Proverbs of Solomon, you need to watch closely the life of this little child that was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in the, mare, in the manger. The fulfillment of all the Old Testament, the types, those things that we read about and we go, oh, that's kind of interesting, but we don't really realize that in the Old Testament there's all these types of Jesus. Secondly, wrapped up in this little baby is the fullness of Almighty God. Over in Colossians chapter 2, we read about the fact that this baby is, in fact, the Almighty God. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, says, for in Christ all the, the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Can you imagine that in this little baby wrapped up in swaddling clothes in the manger is the very God who created the heavens and earth, the very God who, who divided the Red Sea, who appeared in the burning bush, who delivered Daniel from the lions and the three Hebrew boys from the fiery furnace. That very God is sleeping in Mary's arms. One of my favorite Christmas songs is, Mary, did you know that that little boy? And then it talks about how all the fullness of the Godhead 
was manifest in that little one. In John chapter 1, verse 14, says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. A child was born. A son was given. I once went past the church in Florida, and they had it backwards. They, they said that the, the, the son was born and a child was given, and that's, that's not right. That's wrong. It was the child that was born. The son wasn't born. The son existed from all of eternity past. The son was given. It was the child that was born. And in him we see the glory. The glory of the one and only. The glory that's full of grace and truth. In John chapter 10, verse 30, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. Son of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're all one. Do I understand that? No, I don't. Can I comprehend that? No, I can't. Every human illustration falls short. I can't understand that completely. But the Bible says it's true. In that little baby is the fullness of Almighty God. And then also wrapped up in this little baby is the future of all who would believe. The, net, the destiny of every single person who walks on this earth is found in that little baby. He has come to be their savior or he has come to be their judge. One or the other. He's only a little baby in Mary's arms but he will soon confound the doctors in the temple. He will be introduced and, and baptized by John. He will work miracles. He'll call disciples. He'll die on the cross. He'll be buried in a, in a borrowed tomb. And he will be resurrected the third day. And then he will ascend to the Father to become our intercessor, our advocate, our mediator. In that little baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, is the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. It is the fullness of the Godhead. And the destiny of all mankind, one way or another, in that little child. So at Christmas time, when we wrap our presents, begrudgingly or otherwise, Let's remember that in that child wrapped up in a manger are some great theological and practical truths. But you know, there's another reason why we wrap packages up. Now, the Bedoich household is kind of strange, okay? My, my father loved to buy us presents and then disguise them so that we could not possibly guess what it looked like. One year he bought me a fishing pole and he wrapped it up like it was a snow shovel. 
Okay? Because it was just the epitome of wrapping elegance. If you could trick somebody by wrapping something up to look like something else. And so that whole couple weeks before Christmas, when I saw there, I thought, oh, great. Dad bought me a snow shovel. (laughs) What every son wanted, you know, a, a snow shovel. Satan wraps up his gifts in order to deceive us, in order to trick us, in order to get us to think it's something else. Satan wraps up his gifts in ignorance. If Satan has his way, man will never know what is wrapped up in God's gifts. First of all, it says Satan has blinded the minds of men to the true value of God's gifts. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. You want to look over there. Or you can just read it off the screen behind me. <laughs> Why is it always easier just to read it off the screen? I don't know, but I like to mark my Bible, so I always think. Okay, in anyhow, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who's the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan blinds people. He, he wraps up God's truth to look like something else so that we, people won't see the glorious gospel, the good news of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, The natural man receives not the things of God. They are foolishness unto him. The spiritual eye can see through the devil's wrappings and can see Christ as more than a great teacher or reformer, but that's how Satan wants to present him. If if Satan can't get people to believe that Jesus didn't exist, then he wants people to believe that Jesus was just a good guy, you know, just a, (coughs) a, a great teacher, a reformer. And if Satan can't do that, And here is Satan's big trick. Okay? Here it is. He binds people to tradition and religious customs. How many people go to church? They're blinded to the fact of of who Jesus is, what he did for them, because all they're doing is they're just going through the motions. They're just going through the rituals of going to church, standing, kneeling, sitting, whatever it is. They think because they're going through the motions that somehow or another they're making some kind of connection to God. Thousands of people have been blinded to salvation that comes through grace, through faith, by church tradition, by rituals. And thousands more have accepted the religious handed, religion handed down to them by their ancestors, and, it, and it's, it's grandpa's religion or grandma's religion. It's never mine. It's never personal. And thirdly, Satan has built up barriers to Christ by sin and confusion. The more sin and rebellion in our life, the harder it is to come to Christ. <coughs> Evil habits tighten their grip, become obstacles between man 
and God. Those obstacles become bigger each day. And Satan is wrapping up God's gifts in order to keep sinners from knowing God's love. And Satan doesn't want us to unwrap them and see the true gift that God has for us. So, God has given us someone to unwrap his gifts so that we can see the beauty of the gifts that God has for us. And that someone is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit unwraps God's gifts for all those who believe. When Jesus was on earth, he taught, he walked, he did all those things. But then he said, I need to leave you now. I'm going to ascend into heaven. But I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send someone. And it says that that someone is going to teach and going to reveal truth to us. And that someone is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit has come to unwrap the gifts, to help us understand the truths of God's Word. (coughs) Think of it this way. Remember the the shepherds in the field? The angels came and, and they unwrapped for the shepherds the good news about Jesus Christ. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit does today. The Holy Spirit reveals to people the truths of God. He unwrapped God's gift to the wise men that came from the east so they would know to come. He he unwrapped who Jesus truly was to to Anna and Simeon. He, He unwrapped who Jesus was to John the Baptist who said, Lo, the Lamb of God. He he unwrapped who Jesus was to the disciples. He unwrapped to Mary Magdalene at the tomb. He he unwrapped who Jesus was uh, to those men on the road to Damascus, or um, not Damascus, to Emmaus. That's it, Emmaus. My geography mixed up here. the same Holy Spirit is unwrapping who Jesus is today. John 3.16, you know we got to go there. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, I learned it in King James. Okay, I'm that old. Talk about a gift that keeps on giving. The Christmas gift from God is the gift that keeps on giving. It keeps giving eternal life to everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. So we have the gift of eternal life. I'm looking around here. I I, I see mostly familiar faces here today. So it's kind of like preaching to the choir to say, you know, receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and you'll have eternal life because probably 99% of you have already done that. But you know, God has more than one gift for us. The biggie, the first one, is the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. But then he has a plethora of gifts that he wants to give to us. James 1.17 
says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good gift, every perfect gift, everything that we have is a gift from God. Not only does he give us many gifts in quantity, but also his gifts are great in quality as well. Romans 8, 32. It's for you, Pastor Cody, if you're listening. Romans chapter 8. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? God has an abundance of gifts, great gifts, good gifts that he wants to give us. Imagine, if you would, a Christmas celebration. And underneath the tree, there is a beautifully wrapped by a woman present. (laughs) And it's for you. And it's big, because that matters for some reason with presents. Unless it's jewelry, then it's okay to have little. But, you know, you're excited about it. And it's for you. And, And somebody you know who's got a lot of money bought that present and put it under your tree and you're really excited because that is a valuable gift. And so Christmas comes and you don't open the present. You just let it sit there. New Year's Day comes. Still sitting under the tree. Valentine's Day comes. Still under the tree. We don't put our tree away for quite a while, okay? <laughs> you know, St. Patrick's Day, still sitting there, okay? It's not going to, you know, you're not opening it. How crazy would that be? To have a wonderful gift and not take it. We need to unwrap God's gifts to us. First of all, that one of receiving Jesus Christ as our Savior, the gift of eternal life, the the gift of forgiveness of sins. It's only ours if we take it. It's only ours if we receive it. It's only ours if we unwrap it, if you would. It's not ours simply because it has our name on it. How about the other gifts that God has for us? Oh, let's just name a few of them. Love, Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control, etc. There's a bunch more than that. These are gifts for us. Wrapped up. The Holy Spirit wants to unwrap them for us so that we can incorporate them into our life. How about spiritual gifts? Bible says that we've all, when we became saved, we're given spiritual gifts. Have we unwrapped that one? When we share our testimony, we're unwrapping our gift for other people. When we volunteer to serve, when we pray with somebody, when, when, 
when we are using our spiritual gifts, we, have, we are unwrapping them and then using them. Of course, we could add to our crazy scenario that you did unwrap the present and you did take it. And it was something wonderful, something you could use every single day of your life, but you, you never use it. Again, that would be crazy. May others see the gift in us and, and watch it unfold before their eyes. What else do we do with a gift? We unwrap it. We use it. 1 Timothy 4.14 says, Neglect not the gift that's in you. We need God's gifts. We need to use God's gifts. But what else do we do with a gift? Well, at our house, we're a little orderly at our house. A um, little OCD, okay. Um, at our house, one person opens a present at a time. Okay, it's not, not like, you know, everybody to open a present and, go, you know, and nobody knows what anybody got. No, we go around in a circle, okay, and, uh, you know, open a present, open a present, open a present, open a present. Well, now you get your second present, okay, open a present, okay. And um, maybe it's my German heritage, I don't know, but I, I just like orderliness in life, you know. It, it, but that gives us a chance to do something. And that is to thank the person who gave us the gift. Isn't that kind of nice when you go to all that trouble, you know, running out on Christmas Eve, buying whatever you see on the shelf, you know, and wrapping it up and putting it out there. Yeah, you want to thank you, don't you? Yeah. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gifts. No one likes to see their Christmas gift open, looked at, and then just discarded. That's rude. God has given us indescribable gifts. How rude it would be just to discard them, to not thank him for them, to say, oh, yeah, thanks, you know. Are we truly thankful for God's gifts? We express to God our thanksgiving. God's gift of eternal life is a free gift. Have you ever received God's free gift of eternal life? Have you ever said yes to God? God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you that he was born and, and was a man and died on the, on the cross for my sins and and I receive your free gift of eternal life, something like that. Or are you just going to let it sit there unopened? And for those of us who are already part of God's family, are we going to just ignore the rest of God's gifts for us? The Holy Spirit has given us all the blessings that God has for us. They're there, they're available. But failure to take advantage of them is just to leave them under the tree unused. Let's not leave any gifts under the tree this year, shall we? Let's use every one of them. Let's begin the new year by saying to God, thank you for your gifts, first of all salvation, and then all the blessings that we have in Christ Jesus. And God, I'm going to use the gifts that you've given me this year. Let's begin 
with a batch of fresh gifts and use them to his honor and glory. Let's pray.